He's like, oh, you're acting like a child and lashing out. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello, Larry. It's episode 96. 96. Wow. That's closing in on that 100 mark. Yeah, we better get busy thinking of how to make it a gala event. We, how many, well, anybody straight, way, it doesn't matter. They can all show up. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Let's get that go, I always go back. For you. It's always right to the Dean Martin bit of, uh, right. you know, how do you make a fruit cordial and uh, talk nice to him, I guess, was that answer. Yeah. Now that, I'm sure that's hateful today. Oh, yeah. But I like the other one where he's like, oh, I had a, I had a, a hot blonde banging on my hotel room door all night long. I wasn't going to let her out. See, now today, <laughs> today you could not make that joke. People be like, ah, rapist. It's a weird world. Things have it definitely changed. World. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something the way, that Moose is on my lap. He's listening to every word. So, well, that's good. He is kind of like the immediate uh, filter there. If there's anything that he hears that's not right, he will let us know. Well, he can be a pain in the ass, but you know, I don't feel so bad after you. Hearing Adam's dog woofing away in a recent show. Okay. I'm <laughs> yes, not the this, only one with a misbehaving mutt. This happens now, now that Adam's got Phoebe and JCD every now and then over on No Agenda. He's dog sitting when they're both, when they have to take the dog to go out in a poo break. That's always fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would think they are professional podcasters. They would have somebody to do that for them. You would think they'd have a, just an entire crew of <laughs> sycophants and lackeys to take care of all those meaningless things. but. Yeah, if Gina wasn't out in Mexico now, he would have probably gone over and had to take care of the dog, you know, (laughs) that would be the best duty that he can handle. Mm -hmm. But one thing that hasn't changed, Chicago, Okay, 30 people shot, three killed over the weekend. All right. I mean, that's a 10% kill ratio. Yeah. The winter's coming in. Those numbers may start to go down a little. Mm -hmm. And as we know. Not everything gets reported, so there's that. True. There's no question that those numbers could be a lot higher. And I looked today because I'm like, well, maybe I just missed something. The shooting at the White Sox game, they still have not figured that one out (laughs) or released a statement like a month later now. Yeah. The only thing that's come out of this was, well, they should have stopped the game when it happened it's like no kidding yeah because the and i don't know where they pull these stats from because major league baseball's been around for a long time but according to whatever article this was in the it was had to be the chicago tribune which i was surprised because the article came up rather than the tribune's usual oh no you have to pay us if you want to read our content which i can't stand 
I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They're going out of business because they can't make any money. Mm-hmm. But the article was open. And according to that article, it was in the 150 years that Major League Baseball's been around, they believe there have been four shootings in a ballpark. Wow. That's impressive. That means, I guess, pretty good security. People maybe are happy when they go to the ballpark. I'm surprised it didn't happen back in the days before the metal detectors. Hmm. Now you would think it's very, very hard to get something in, no matter how many fat folds you have to be able to uh, (laughs) to be able to put the pistol in. That's still a lot of fat. You got to wonder, though, you said, why didn't they stop the game now? What would they, um, cause you know, you don't, you don't want to panic a crowd of what, right. 60,000 or something. That's well, when the white side, major get, stampede. Um, what do you, what do you tell them while you're stuck? You know, unless it starts to, you know, providentially rain right heavily, what do you do? You know, the, um, I what think you, you I think you kind of have to tell them that somebody was shot, but you're right. <laughs> you're right. You, you have to wonder oh. what that would look like as far as an exit plan. And it's like, well, there is, you know, and I kind of get it. They're blaming the lack of communication, which I believe was part of it. But it was also the fact that there was no active shooter. I mean, I know two people got shot. But this wasn't a case of where somebody, you know, stood up and start plinking people off. Nobody has saw the shooter, whoever it may have been. Yeah. Which is the intriguing part about this, because a lot of people are like, oh, oh, the magic bullet theory. It's just like the JFK assassination, the idea that it came from outside the park. But I still think that's way more likely than it happening in the park and nobody noticing, because how does a gun go off in a ballpark, even a loud ballpark, and nobody noticed that it happens because guns are loud you fired pistols they're very loud even the small ones they are very loud but they're you know they do make silencers you can still get your hands on them and they're they're ones you can sort of jerry rig yourself you know it makes a fine silencer is a can of tomato paste really but then and that makes a mess too doesn't it over the mess yes it's sloppy but pretty effective because then i don't know how i know that just you know (laughs) i hear i heard they're growing up in uh, the new york area maybe yeah you're like is that was i shot or is no no just tomato paste it's okay larry just just tomato paste (laughs) then there was somebody was trying to silence it yeah i tell you it'll be interesting to see where that goes uh my rage is filled uh well it's kind of twofold one that the top tooth i'm getting closer to needing a root canal so i don't know if i'm no you're back in that zone again (laughs) i don't know if it's gonna make it to the i was like well okay if i as long as it's not really bugging me try to get to where the insurance will pay for it. But I'm thinking, no, I'm probably just going to n- not make it through the next three months. So everybody donate big for the, uh, for the two thirty yeah. fund. <laughs> and then, so, it's, so are you in pain right now? Or I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it, I can feel oh. it, but I took a few Tylenol and it's, it responds to just the normal kind of painkiller. So it's not horrible. But it woke me up in the middle of the night. And it's like, oh, that again, sucks. That, right, so right. That's, that's the worst yeah, part. It's like, okay, the worst. you could take a few more Advil. And at first I'm like, is this an earache? And maybe it is, which I'm, that's the other problem with the teeth, you know, and the ears and everything in one little area is that yeah. sometimes a toothache feels like somebody's putting an ice pick into your ear and vice versa. Yes. So we'll see how that goes over the, uh, 
the next few days at the very least we'll go into the dentist and have them look at it and be like is it infected now because if it's infected at least then you can get some antibiotics and maybe at least again buy a little bit of time that's why you love the insurance that immediately caps off which is way different than the health insurance because when you have health insurance they all go to well you have a maximum so the most your your maximum is you're out of pocket mm-hmm. and i've had years like that where it's like i hit the maximum out of pocket and then it's like well do you want to do another surgery hell yeah i do it's free <laughs> i'm max out of pocket i want to get everything i can in before january 31st but with the dental insurance it's <laughs> no no we pay and then you pay Ooh. you know they they will pay up to x amount so they're like well here's your insurance we'll pay out up to whatever it is 2500 a year whatever that number may be yeah and then after that it's back to you like having no insurance except i guess you get an insurance company rate which takes a little bit off but if as long as your dentist or endodontist aren't dicks Mm -hmm. if you ask for the discount they should give it to you because that's all they're going to get from somebody that's insured so why should you pay more but that's the way the world works you have to ask these things it's fucking outrageous and it's out of control and what I find really annoying now is everybody is so laser specialized, you know, um, I mean, I never thank God had much in the way of dental work done, but now as you, as I, you know, as I just, you've told me and then I discovered with, with one of my kids, she had a baby tooth that never dropped down. So whatever it had to be removed and, and it's like, wait a minute, he has to bring in a fucking oral surgeon. It used right. to be the dentist was the oral surgeon. He would pull, he, he, they did it all, you know, not now. it's a whole, it's huh? not now. No, now it's a fucking team. And to basically, uh, remove a, a sliver of a baby tooth and whatever, and to stick one in a placeholder or something, <laughs> it was over seven fucking grand. Damn. Yeah. I mean, get bent. It's like, I understand you don't want pain, but that's a lot of money for, uh, well, this wasn't even a pain question. It was cosmetic really okay so it's just uh, yeah well at least it was uh not how many different doctors did you have to go through so you went through the dentist then just to an entodontist they didn't have to go through uh like a like a, a plastic surgeon or anything at that point like we have to be able to reconstruct the uh you know uh, it's always okay. something it's always something you know i probably had that <laughs> some years ago um i thought you read like uh you know, uh, nacho chips and maybe they're not as, maybe they're a little stale. Yes. So kind of get, they stab, they maybe get stuck somewhere in your, in your gums. Right. I'm sure you've had that happen. Yes. Right. Shards of popcorn. Well, I, uh, I, I had this thing in the roof of my mouth for a while and I thought, fuck, I, I haven't had any Mexican for a while, but, but I sure feel like I got a taco or a, a nacho splinter, you know, embedded in there. And, um, it, you know, it didn't go away. It didn't go away. And then I guess I had, I got one of those little, you know, dentures, dentist mirrors on a stick. Right. Took a look with that myself. I said, well, that doesn't look, that's not the color of it. That's way too white to be a, a, you know, a large chunk of a chip. So <laughs> turned out it was a fucking tooth. And, uh, somehow talk about drifting. I mean, th- think of this. It had somehow drifted from where it's supposed to be on the side of my jaw what an inch and a half into the uh, roof of my jaw and then um you know when they just kind of came out you're like that's not right that's not right and i asked the dentist if i see he says oh yeah that happens once in a while it's really those teeth can travel 
<laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Have teeth, will travel, everybody. Uh, crazy. Now on then uh, dealing with the Lego company. I, it was not too long ago that I bitched about Lego for the way that they treat people like uh, criminals when you're like, hey, I didn't get a few pieces from that $800 set. Mm-hmm. Well, the latest one was the wife's birthday is this week. Oh, happy birthday. And she's addicted to Lego. I'm like, can you just find yeah. something better than Lego? Maybe. <laughs> but I ordered some Lego for my mom to give to her because, you know, that's how the online shopping works. My mom goes, yeah, just get get her something and we'll, we'll pay yeah. you. And that's fine. And I'm like, well, I, I figured out the roundabout way of getting money off on Lego because they don't really they have their own point system and all that. but. I realized that Amazon sells Lego gift cards, digital Lego gift cards, which you get within moments. And for some reason, if you buy it with your Amazon credit card, which we have for being prime members, Mm. you get 5% off on everything you buy from Amazon. So by default, any gift card you buy from Amazon. So I'm like, now I'm looking every time. It's like, well, you know, hey, if you want to give somebody a Starbucks gift card, don't buy it from Starbucks. You'll pay full price. Yeah. Buy it from Amazon. Then you get 5% back. You're such a smart shopper. Hey, you got to find every little bit when your teeth are all falling out and you got to pay for the end of dodges. You're like, where can we find every little bit of this? And it's like all these uh, credit cards. It'll give you like 1%. It's like, oh, 5% off. It's like, but Five. and then I'm like, yeah. well, cause I double checked. I'm like, really? Are you going to offer that on the gift cards? I would have figured there was some kind of uh, exclusion for those, sure. but it doesn't seem like there is. Hmm. And I got the gift cards in the exact amount that because I went to Lego, put the stuff in the cart, got all the way to the point where it was the checkout. And I think I used one of the coupons for buying so much stuff before they give you, you know, an individual code to use. And it gave me the amount. And I went and got the gift card for that amount, put that in and was on my merry way. Everything was great. Then I noticed that the invoice that came in from Lego. A couple of days later, even though everything shipped and it was all great and we had never given them a credit card for anything, was showing like a $10 owed or something. I'm like, well, that's just weird. Mm. So this time I went to buy her the little set and did the same thing. Went to Amazon, got the gift card for the exact amount, put that in. And instead of going, okay, you're checked out, the Lego system went, you still owe 14 cents. 14 cents. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, really? You want me to enter a credit card for a 14 cent transaction? Anybody that's ever dealt with credit cards knows that it's a minimum fee of like a quarter plus some kind of percentage. Sure. I'm like, okay, you want 14 cents? I'm like, where's the American Express card? Because I know those are the most expensive for anybody to process. <laughs> yeah i'm that guy i'm that dick but i also know that american express that. dealing with anything where there's a problem american express is usually pretty good well i disagree but i guess everybody has a different yes. story yes but i put the credit card in and checked it out everything was fine it you know showed me that 14 cents and i went to look the next day and my pending transaction showed one for 14 cents and then another one from Lego for like $3 and something. 
And I'm like, well, that's pending. Maybe that was just a test. You know how that happens at the gas station. Like, let's see if there's actually money on this card or if it's a good card, whatever it is. But no, sure enough, once the invoice and stuff came out, they charged the credit card over $3 when all I authorized was 14 cents. And I know, again, it seems like a petty little thing, but. No, that's bullshit, man. Uh -huh. that's, that's that's very wrong because, you know, could have been a couple more zeros after that three. Yes. Just as easily, right? That's my thought. It's like it's yeah. fraudulent. Yes. You cannot charge somebody an amount. No. That you don't tell them you're going to charge. And I'm like, is this. uh is this what they're doing to everybody? Because the Lego store is a little bit strange in the way that they do their invoicing and stuff. Usually it comes a day or two later. And for most people, this is why you hear all the time. If you go out to eat a lot, always take a picture, keep the receipt, whatever you have to do to double check that bill, especially at sit down restaurants. Because would you really know for most people that final amount? If the waiter or waitress upped your bill an extra dollar or two, five dollars and put that on their tip, most people wouldn't. No. And I'm just like, well, maybe Lego's doing the same damn thing. Maybe. No, but I trust you've informed your wife to find a new hobby. Yes. I'm like, could you just find something better? <laughs> and of course, I called. Here's the funny thing. So the Lego invoice that just came in today, there was an 800 number on it. I pick up the phone. I call the 800 number. You know what's on the 800 number? A recorded message saying, our new number is this. Call this. Click. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, like, this is a multi-million or billion dollar company. It's like the fact that you just sent me the phone yeah. number today. You know, if I had an old paperwork or something like that that was months or years old, I'd get it. You've changed your number and there's not much you can do on the old stuff. But it was what you provided today mm. then it gives you another phone number and then when you call that phone number and this is my biggest pet peeve it's not when i get sent to india because i've been sent to india before with customer service reps that were very helpful and very easy to understand yes this time it was somebody who was trying to be helpful but i couldn't understand every other word Oh, you know what? When I, back in the day where I used to get a lot of viruses on my computer and then, you know, whether it was Norton or McAfee and, you know, you get on the phone so somebody can try to comb it out. I used to pray. In fact, I used to deliberately call when I, when I thought I would get connected with somebody in Bangalore because it was stateside, nothing would get done. Right. <laughs> well, that's probably really? true. Really? It is probably true. Like we can fix it for you. So it isn't like I don't like talking to people in India. I just have to be able to understand the words coming out of your mouth. That's all I ask for. I don't care where you are. Mm -hmm. But if I can't understand you and then you probably can't understand me because then the woman followed up like an hour later and she's like, oh, well, I, you know, she's like, well, let me have this, you know, rung up the flagpole or then whoever this uh, department would be. Oh, yeah. And then just comes back with, well, no, no, that was just what you would owed. And it's like. Uh, no, I told you the little screen, uh, then your website said I owe 14 cents. I put my credit card in for a 14 cent charge. <laughs> so how do you get up to $3? Yeah. I'm sure you think that that's what I owe, but right. that wasn't what was authorized at the very least. Then what you should do is be like, well, we can't ship this out. We can't do anything else. You better get the, you know, payoff if you want it, otherwise cancel it. Mm. once you buy the gift card though you're screwed that's the problem yes because you can't get money back on a gift card no 
So we'll see how that goes. Maybe by next week we'll have a uh, we'll have a happy solution. But this one's a weird one. I'm thinking this could be happening to way more people. So if there's anybody out there that knows anybody who buys stuff at the Lego store, be very careful and make sure you screenshot everything and make sure they're not charging your credit card more because <laughs> you know again I don't even can't even comprehend how many orders that the lego online store must process in a day i'm sure it's not quite amazon but i would bet you it's doing thousands of orders a day and if you're upping every order by a couple of bucks that adds up very quickly hell yeah yeah and then where is that money going it really it made me think of the classic movie office space where the whole get rich quick scheme for the guys working for the company doing the banking transactions was like, well, you know, every transaction, we're just rounding it up to the next penny. So and the, we're going to take all that money that's rounded up and we're going to put that into an account. And the guy sets that up and like it goes to look at it a couple of days later when somebody's like, well, how much money can that even be? And it was already like thousands or tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> in the account. Like, oh, I guess there that's a lot. I'm kind of wondering if somebody was doing that at Lego Omega Project, a three dollar transaction. You're uncovering a massive scandal, and you're going to get very famous. Wouldn't that be good? That's how we have to get after Planet Rage on the map by taking Lego down, baby. That's it. There you go. Yeah, that that'd that'd be a big move to bust right there. Parents everywhere are like, "Thank you for saving us all the money." (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I did think it was interesting. There was an article I saw a couple of days ago. That Lego was one of the companies because they're I, maybe you've heard this, Larry, that in plastic, there's a lot of oil product in there. Oh, it's all oil. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of petrol product sure. in there. Yeah. And they had pledged that they were going to go oil free in their bricks. <laughs> and now they went, no, we're not. We can't. It just yeah. it won't work. Yeah. Well, they need to just watch that fucking stupid Apple commercial with Mother Nature. They'll they'll learn how to do it. Yes, I'm, I'm sure face to the screen wants to know if this show is live no you are listening to a recording right now <laughs> actually i'm ai csb yes. just sampled all my uh, my syllables and that's who uh, you know darren's talking to right now maybe jcd had the right idea it's like well if somebody could do that then can they can that ai do the show because that would be a lot better for podcasters like us Wouldn't that be easy yeah never have to work much fun no that's true no we would get screwed on all of the fun yeah and that's the main reason we do this because lord knows we're not getting rich here no i mean if anybody out there wants to change that that would be great i mean hello elon right i was oh wow that's weird i was just gonna say if elon is a big listener and wants us to be the number one show on x i mean it could it would we could do it for probably low seven figures elon yeah yes get your people with our people and we'll say nothing but nice stuff about him and if elon called you you'd be like fuck you who is this no no it's elon no really who's 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 screwing with me nobody would believe it no no if they would now the uh, face this to the screen also wants to know well since you're speaking of office space have you seen idiocracy yet no that's still a running bit on unrelenting that i haven't seen idiocracy and everybody wants me to see it so yeah, i but, recommend it you, you should see it yes it is so good is that, so, it's very good so everybody it's what it is it's it's not the funniest movie you're ever going to see, but you'll go, 
who's I think it was Mike Judge did it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to go. This fucking guy was a time traveler. I mean, he saw the future. He really did like 20, 30 years out. That's what's that's what it's really like. Holy shit. This guy, he knew things. All this peer pressure, man. Gonna, gonna fail. We're gonna get into the peer pressure, man. Gotta watch idiocracy, man. What's gonna happen? Is my brain gonna explode? Are the nanoparticles gonna get me? What's going on, man? <laughs> Dug it up's like it's a documentary. Is it though? Is it? Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. But the world Good. keeps on going. There's still weird stuff going on. Yes, there is. Now, I have a. Uh, we probably don't want to start there too good because Scott Lobito was on News Nation and got even a little snippy with the uh, presenter, which I thought was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, one of the interview in the street. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, damn, got to bring that. Yeah. Also, because somebody finally, like, although there was a time when he totally turned around while on TV because he can't ever just speak directly into the microphone. Never. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? You're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you are on tv but let's start with aoc i mean that's a good way to to lull everybody into a false sense of security isn't it absolutely so there's two aoc or unless do you have an aoc clip no well, i was going with one of yours here with either. Oh, okay so i guess we could start with the uh, aoc uh, idiot the one labeled that when she she tells us all about how our government works and so it works in ways you never realized it did darren and neither did i but you're about to be enlightened well, if AOC knows, it must be, be true. It must be good stuff. Yeah. And if we work our butts off to make sure that we take back all three chambers of Congress, uh, rather all three chambers of government, the presidency, the Senate and the House in 2020, we can't start working in 2020. So the judicial branch has been abolished. Did you know that? Well, they're trying to do that because they don't like That's the true. Supreme Court like and yeah. um <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, what a fucking idiot! This is a sitting congresswoman. Oh my god! But as Adam Curry always points out on No Agenda, she is just an actress who was hired for this job. I guess she so. had no qualifications. So, yeah, I mean, there is that. I mean, now between but her few and of them, do well, few right. of them have any qualifications? They're just, they're just, you know, ass kissers and uh, baby sniffers and grifters really well then kamala you can't forget kamala because now she oh. is the head of the new joe biden think tank or whatever they're calling it because it's really another just governmental agency that will never do anything yeah. but all the anti-gun stuff i mean the, the people who are gun lovers the the nra all this it's like after seeing what kamala did to fix the border you have to really enjoy the fact that she was put in charge of taking away your rights mm. because she can't do anything. Well, that's good. Then I, I want her to keep that job. It's like way to go. But again, yeah. do we want to put the people that are committing the crimes with the guns in jail? No, no, but the guns in jail, the guns are the problem. Yes. Now does AOC. Do we want to follow that up with the border clip? Is it any more yeah, coherent the bor- or uh, the, bo- the bo- it's, it's more, more coherent. And I think as, um, as it, you mentioned, as Adam would say, she's been read in. Ooh. Yeah. But, but additionally, I think we also need to examine the root of this problem, because if we are constantly engaging in foreign policy that drives people to our southern border, in this specific instance, uh, U.S. sanctions that were originally authored by Marco Rubio. Well, 
what's driving people to our southern border, if I can stop it for a moment, is the fact that they can have a better life in the United States. So when all of these people say, well, we have to look into the root cause. Well, the root cause is, at least until until this point, I don't know if we're still there or going to be there for a long time. But the thing was, people would rather live in the United States than the country that they were currently in. The only way that the United States can change that. Well, to be fair, there's multiple ways if you want to put taking over those other countries on the table. Because if you're talking about Venezuela, it's like, well, why are all the Venezuelans coming to the United States? Because it's a better life in the United States. Well, it wasn't always the case. Venezuela was once a very, uh, very um, rich nation. And then the commies took it over. Uh, yeah, now you can't get toilet paper. You can't get anything. And that's why people are fleeing. But um, but really, the root cause is climate change, isn't it? I mean, that, <laughs> no, I that's it. I mean, they may tell you that. And yeah, you're hearing and, and this from multiple people like, well, these people are leaving these countries because the climates are no longer inhabitable. It's like bullshit. No, that, that's all bullshit. And um, we, of course, she skirts as they all do the actual issue, which is just fucking close the border. But they refuse to do it, and it's 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 intentional. So as she said now, in the new reason it's it's Marco Rubio. See, Marco Rubio installed Maduro in Venezuela. Oh, and uh, that's that's what that's what's he he did that. I bet you didn't know that. Just like Putin put Trump in office, right? Um, Rubio has that power, and so that's why all those people are running away because their money is worthless and the place has become a shit show. Um, you know, anybody but again, can see that to make it so. The United States is not a better quality of life than Venezuela. The two choices would be the United States takes over Venezuela or we convert the United States into something shittier than Venezuela and then people would stop coming. But when you're like, well, that, what is the yeah. why are people coming? Because it's better here. So how do we stop people? Well, either you make it less better here. Or you make it better where they're from. But the problem is not the root cause. The problem is controlling how many people can get in. They never talk about that because they don't want to admit that America's better than these countries. Well, they, I think they don't want to admit that they, they welcome, they open the floodgates because that they're all people are going to be on their voter rolls. I mean, this is not a new concept. No. Um, this went on back, uh, you know, in the, uh, the last century and even in the one before that when uh, all the Democratic apparatchiks of New York would fan out en masse to Ellis Island. And the moment these people got off the boat, um, they'd collar them and promise them jobs and they'd have bags, you know, packed lunches for them and so forth. And, you know, I'm, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your uh, ombudsman. I'm going to make, you know, your living here. Really. So they knew they've always employed that technique. So now it's basically they're, they're coming by the millions. <laughs> right. They're doing the same fucking thing. They're going to do the exact same thing. The vote, their voter rolls will swell by 7 million or more, and there'll never be another election won by anybody but them. It, the Unipop party will, be, will reign until kingdom come. Yeah, this is why they want to slit their wrists right now, because all the polls have Trump up 10%. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. The, 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 those polls don't mean shit. The polls that matter are how many of these people are going to be issued voter uh, voter or fuck voter cards you just hand them ballots right <laughs> if you don't even mail it in just just throw it throw it up in the air somebody will catch it and <laughs> you don't count. need a card all you got to do no. is uh yeah 
So, you know, they know that's, that's, that's really what's at the root of this. And I'm going to quickly uh, refresh clean feet because you're sounding a little crunchy. It's a weird kind of um, mm. a little bit of static in there. So let me try okay. if, uh, if refreshing the window maybe will right, save that. Refresh me, baby. It's the uh, beautiful technology that sometimes has a weirdness to it. Usually everything is nice and clear, but now we can see if this uh, had made a case. I know they were talking about that on No Agenda the other day, too, like clean feeds, always a little bit different. And I was like, no, they're always pretty consistent. Yeah. But now there was a little like just static when you were talking. So we'll see well, if that, that continues. It also could be there's um, a pretty hard rain hitting uh, a window. I don't know how to stop that. That might be what you're hearing. Well, that would be a very hard rain. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, I, it's kind of seemed more of like a static in the uh, in clean feed, but we'll figure that out. Okay. And let's go back to the lovely and talented AOC. Yes. Talking about the border. Began and precipitated, certainly took a large part in the driving of populations to our southern border. Shortly after those sanctions, those broad-based sanctions. You're talking about Venezuela. Yes. Shortly after those broad-based sanctions were enacted, we started seeing uh, dramatic increases in these populations that were coming to our southern border. And so we have to address the root of these population movements and the migration crisis. And we also have to address the domestic U.S. policy issues when it comes to immigration reform. Yeah, it had nothing to do with Joey just saying, hey, come on in. Yeah, everyone in the pool, doors open. That, no. that had nothing to do with it. Well, and what doesn't make sense is talking about the root cause. The root cause is Venezuela went socialist communist and turned into a shithole. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to change. <laughs> If you don't want them to come here, AOC is trying to turn this country into a socialist communist shithole. Yes. So, but you can see that why it's like, it's hilarious to me when the people are like, well, obviously we know why they're leaving Venezuela. So let's mm-hmm. do that here. How does that you make know, sense? I had a clip of that fucking idiot Louis CK saying exactly that on Joe Rogan in my last show. Really? And he said, he said, yeah, he said, uh, you know, we should just, just leave that border open, let everybody pour in. Uh, and then, then I mean, in his brilliant fucking idiot leftist logic, he said, and then you know, like any wave, eventually, you know, the things will sort of level out and then uh, the, the country will be different because why should America be so great? Right. America, the rest of the, the Western world has to struggle. Listen, why should we, why should we be the ones that get, uh, you know, a longer lifespan or a better lifestyle? What, 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 what did we do to deserve that? You know, he is a fucking asshole. I never liked him. He was never funny. He's just a literal jerk off. Well, so that's how he got most of his fame. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the things he did, to be fair, I liked, although it wasn't necessarily. Right, this him. is over. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> you have to say, fuck Louis C.K. or this show is done and you're finding another co-host. Fuck Louis C.K. Fuck Louis LL Cool J. Louis C.K. <laughs> I felt like Joe Biden for a minute there. <laughs> I just detest that guy. I really do. The best part, I think, I think it was his first sitcom in the fir- very first episode. And to be fair, I think everything went downhill from there. Okay. The girl that played his daughter was, I'm really not good with ages, but maybe like seven to nine or so. It's a little girl sitting there at the kitchen table and she's asking him question after question after question and everything that he answers 
She just says, why? Oh, yeah. And this goes on for three to four minutes. Why? Well, why is this? Why? And he gives an answer. Why? And then he gives another answer. Why? And then he finally says, because God is dead and we're alone. And she's like, okay, (laughs) that was fine. It was a great Hmm. bit, but really it was her bit and he was playing the straight man. So maybe I have to give the, the kid a lot more credit. But, but look that up trolls and uh and the uh youtubes i'm sure it's on there it was a good bit sir 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 seat sitter coming in with thirty three thousand satoshis here thank you sir seat sitter saying larry and carl will be back together with me this thursday the 28th at 8 p.m yes. eastern at podtar.com mm-hmm. very much looking forward to this always a good time with those guys always did did you did you lose a bet larry are you being held hostage are you blink three times, Larry, if everything's okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's always a kick to do that show. And I haven't talked to Carl. I realized it was about a year ago. I had dinner with Carl and his wife in LA. And um, so it'd be good to re-up with him. It's been too long. He says also, be sure to bring your best recipe for the chili cook-off as the three of us are harsh judges. The maker of the first place chili wins a kiss from larry i don't know did you sign up for that no no this my agent didn't mention anything <laughs> about that to me nothing you, are there, you haven't people sent you you don't just need recipes chris then you need people to send you chili and then yeah. i want to see how brave chris is to actually eat things people sent to him in the mail well i'll have you know chris that um at my daughter's grammar school every year they would have a, ch- a chili cook-off and for years my wife and her best buddy renee would uh you know work and slave and whatever the fuck in the crock pot and all never won jack shit nothing and then one year renee was out of town and my wife says why don't you you want to fill in i said sure i'll put on an apron and act stupid and uh, guess what you got the we call won we won second prize nice yeah so again you know, what was the x factor your co-host Ooh, what was do you have a magic ingredient that you put into the chili i'm not telling you <laughs> But I also did have, yeah. you know, those, uh, you know, those big orange barrels, they strap to the side of utility trucks for summertime. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I got one of those and filled it with margaritas and kept it under the chili table. And I was ladling that shit out faster than, <laughs> than <I> was the <laughs> chili. That might have had something to do with it. I don't know. But so yeah, the chili, any, like, like Tiki Petty said, you got to cheat and eat. Right. Well, the, the, Chili tastes a lot better the more margarita you have. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why they give you those salty chips. They're like, you want a nice margarita, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You want a mm-hmm. nice margarita. Otherwise. Nice margarita. Yeah. Do you know that in, do you know what a Cadillac margarita is? No. Okay. See, that's interesting because in LA, almost every margarita is a Cadillac margarita and all it is, it's a standard margarita. And then you finish it off by putting a you know a splash of Grand Marnier on top, and it really, it it just it's it's great. It's a nice uh, it's a nice addition to the recipe. And um, I've ordered those a couple of times here in the nutbag state, and I get the blank stare, like what's that? So I guess it's a local SoCal drink. <laughs> it must be. It sounds like that. Yeah, I'll have to culture. look at all of the uh, the Mexican restaurants here if they list that as a yeah as an option mm-hmm. but i do have a, a clip from our president oh 
And this one is just a quick one. And I thought it was, uh, I don't even know if it's interesting because it is Joe Biden, but to me, it is more the question of if Donald Trump makes this flub, what happens? Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, he got man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been. And MC Light, both of you, thank you. So uh, this isn't the first time Joe Biden has used the term boy. Yeah. And. This is a case where I am not going to hold that against him in a racial way. Because, I mean, he's 8,000 years old. So, I mean, there's a certain amount of old people that, you know. Yeah. And they get Texans. They call everybody boy. Yes. And that's what I noticed with, and I, I think he's from Texas. He's a, maybe not, but he's from a southern state. Clinton Boyer, who does some of the NASCAR races. And he's an ex-racer, and he's a good old boy. And everybody, when he, oh, that boy just, oh, he just, that boy cut him off. And that is his normal pronoun that he's using for men. Mm -hmm. So when Michael Jordan was at one of the races on the pit box uh -oh. and he was like, oh, that boy is, you know, real happy or whatever. It's like, that he, it's not meant in a racist way at all because that's what he calls everybody. Sure. And I was happy in that case. Nobody even paid any attention to it because I guess maybe if you watch the NASCAR races, unless somebody clipped it and we know what happens when things are taken out of context. Yeah. But in this case, if that was Donald Trump, I think you have a different reaction and the mainstream media goes off on a bent that he's racist for well, another crucified. Uh huh. Sure. And it was interesting to me because I watched just a couple of minutes of Charlemagne the God. Remember the guy that Biden yeah. was doing the, oh, you ain't black interview with. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I don't hold the Boyd thing. He's like, he's old. I get it. But not knowing the name of LL Cool J pissed him off more than, uh, yeah. more what than, do you call him? LOL. Like it, it was, uh, yeah, cool it was, was like, J, yeah, it was like J L L J or so he like added an extra J in there somewhere. Mm. and it's like most people even you know my parents who know nothing about rap music he's been in tv shows and stuff people know who ll cool j is and he's like ll cool j broke when joe biden was like 40 something years old so he should know yeah he's been around a while who the guy is and not mm -hmm. butcher the name but it was almost seemed like he was making it into a joke and you're never sure with biden if it's if it's just a total flub or he thinks he's being funny yeah, but he'll tell you not a joke no <laughs> not a joke man not a joke, but that's where things are just keep getting weirder <laughs> in this country. And I can't believe there something's got to happen. I can't believe that, uh, that Joey is going to be on the ballot, but we're getting to that point. Like, well, who is it going to be? If it's not Joey, who, yeah. who is the swooping? Who is what's going to happen? Well, you know, I was shocked to hear that, um, lion Ted Cruz is on the same page as Adam. He said it's going to be Michelle. They do believe. They do believe. And Bill O'Reilly <laughs> has been saying this for at least a year now that he doesn't know if she would even want to do it because, I mean, let's be honest. They've already grifted everybody. They've been to yeah. the White House. They're running Joe Biden. So why do you want to take the front and center? I mean, it would take 
you know, what's it going to get you on a personal level? Where I think yeah. Donald Trump actually wants the country to be better. I don't think Michelle Obama is in that camp. No. And it would be an interesting experiment. People are like, well, she has this. How could she do that? She has no experience. It's like, well, neither did Donald <laughs> Trump, asshole. I mean, that's, you know, that's the funny thing. There's a lot of people that would vote for Donald Trump who would now be going, well, Michelle Obama doesn't have political experience. It's like, well, neither did Trump. What does that mean? Yeah, but you got to look at it. I mean, Trump, if you really, it's, it's, it's corporation America. And, uh, you know, Trump is a very savvy businessman. No, you can't take that from him. Um, I don't know what the hell Michelle's resume is, but hey, she got really big arms. Does she have big arms? Yeah, They're bigger than LL Cool J's. Or- <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. No, no, but yeah. probably bigger, way bigger than Barack. I mean, she could break Barack in half. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a spindly guy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He does not look like a big, imposing fellow. No, no. But Sky no. News, they they're watching what's going on here. Yeah. Now, let's take a quick trip to the wacky world of U.S. politics, where I've got to say the latest polls are incredibly bad for President Joe Biden. They show a lot of dissatisfaction, a lot of worry about the economy. But importantly, they put him about 10 points behind Donald Trump in a head to head contest. I mean, little wonder when you see how Joe Biden is performing. Just when the U.S. southern border is in chaos, of course, with more migrants crossing than ever before, have a look at Biden praising Vice President Kamala Harris. She's supposed to be in charge of fixing the border issue. Thank you, Kamala, for that introduction and for your partnership. Always Stop. fighting for freedom. She's doing it. You what like the partner? Yeah, we fight your partnership. <laughs> I think he called her comma. Like, a, like punctuation. <laughs> Thank you, comma. Right? Okay, right? Buddy. Let's listen to it again. Sing the border issue. Thank you, Kamala, for that introduction. <laughs> There's maybe a little bit in there, but it's close. Let's hear it. It's close. Next time, it's uh, he'll call her semicolon. <laughs> there's, there's a T-shirt right in there. Yeah. Vice President Kamala. Yeah. Thank you, Kamala, for that introduction and for your partnership. I think it's Kamala, but I, it's really, it's very, there's very, very close to comma there. Yeah. It's certainly not. It, and I, I still haven't figured out. I mean, I'm the asshole because I still haven't figured out if it's according to her. If it's Kamala or Kamala, I mean, there's, I hear different things. Although nobody's getting Ramaswamy's name right either. And O'Reilly yeah, he didn't, sh- he didn't even get it right after he told him. Cause he's like, he, cause he was like, oh, you're close. Uh, it's Vivek rhymes with cake. It's like, okay, once you hear rhymes with cake, yeah. how do you mess it up? If, if that guy was smart, he would rechristen himself, rebrand himself as Vivek the cake swami. <laughs> I mean, that's memorable. And any everybody can pronounce that. And it's kind of got a cool connotation. Isn't a swami like a very wise guy? Right? Yes. Very like a, the old man in a mountain or something, I think. Right? He does seem like a very bright guy. He's another guy that started with that, very little in I the believe. Troll room. He, troll room, he can tell us. He's from India. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. from, I think his parents are Indian. I think he was obviously born here, but. Uh, okay. Sorry. Started a company, sold it for millions of dollars. And I think he still has companies that are worth millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. He's very wealthy, that guy. Yeah. And once you got that kind of money, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Surfer just uh, boosted 40,000 Satoshi saying, raise rage on you crazy rangers. No, it's rangers. rangers. We're not rangers. 
I'd be able to take the Ranger too. That's kind of cool. We could be like uh, the guy. What was his name? Uh, Chuck Norris, Texas yeah, Ranger. That's it. Larry Blightner, Walker, Texas, Texas Ranger. Uh huh. There you go. Yeah. Chip always fighting for freedom. She's doing an incredible job, and she really is. She's doing an incredible job. She really is. He had to tell us twice. He should have said no joke. No joke. Not a joke. I told you I was going to have a smart vice president, an African-American woman. We got one. And I'm honored to Stop. be with all of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I t- uh, what a Afamam. What? I, I, I told you we're going to have a right, right woman. We have American woman. I'm a, the, 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 yeah. Joey just needs to slow down a little. Mm-hmm. Have a smart vice president, an African-American woman. We got one. And I'm honored to be with all of you tonight. Dear, oh dear. Listen to why he literally ticked off the boxes he was after there. Extraordinary. Anyway, one of the most important things in democracy, I've said before, I've talked about this before, is losers consent. You have to admit when you've lost. Now, Donald Trump, as we know, has never offered his losers consent. And that's been recklessly irresponsible in my view. But remember how when Trump first won in 2016, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats said she was robbed. They talk about resistance, they called it. They blamed the Electoral College system and they blamed the Russians. Well, incredibly, she's still at it. Vladimir Putin uh, has obviously your friend, (laughs) your friend and mine. Yes, Uh, indeed. So this is a Hillary on with uh, Peppermint Patty. You know, the ex-White uh, House uh, spokeshole. Um, what's, what's her real name? I always forget. Um, Pizzaki. Yes, Jen Pizzaki. He has uh, intervened in our election in the past. Right. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand, it's not something we talk about a lot. Do you- Really? It's not something you talk about a lot. The uh, Seems like that's all they talk about. It's firsthand. It's not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that that is something that could be happening for 2024? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think despite all of the, uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election, dividing us and then trying to seize territory uh, in such a uh, brutal way to try to expand his. Well, let's just think about what she just said there. Yeah. Putin divided us. In order to be able to go into Ukraine. Now, what you mean by divided us would be getting Joe Biden elected president. I don't understand because he didn't go in under Trump. She's talking about Trump winning the election and how the uh, leader of Russia wanted Donald Trump in so the country could be divided so he could go into Ukraine. It's like, idiot. He didn't do that when Trump was president. Yes. So what you're really saying is that the Russian influence wanted Joe Biden, the WECO, so he can go in, but she's like using it against Trump. Like, well, of course he wanted to divide us so he could go into Ukraine and take that over. Sure. But that doesn't make any sense because it's the exact opposite of what happened. But nobody's ever going to hold her feet to the fire on that. No, or even ask the question like, well, if no. Trump, if Putin was doing this in order to take over Ukraine, yeah. putting Trump in office, then why didn't he do anything while Trump was in office? Sure. Uh-huh. And why didn't he rig it again from uh, last time out? Uh-huh. Why would he, why would he back away? You know, but then you're admitting at this point, she's just, she's so repulsive. That woman. She I agree. Is. And she's admitting then 
that the elections in the United States should be questioned because they can be influenced and rigged. But I thought we heard over the last two years that they can't be. They're uh, totally legit. It was the most secure election in history. Everybody said so. Mm, So I don't really get it. But Jen Psaki was not on top of the same questions that we're coming up with. It's reach to try to restore the Russian empire, if not the former Soviet Union. That is who he is. Mm -hmm. I said that for years. Part of the reason he worked so hard against me is because he didn't think that uh, he wanted me uh, in the White House. Yeah, neither did a lot of Americans. <laughs> I love these so people is on she Sky News. That Putin worked so hard against her. Is yeah, that what she say. Yeah, like he gives a shit about her. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> it was hilarious. Wow. You see, talk this talk too is recklessly irresponsible. The whole Trump collusion thing with Russia was completely dismantled by numerous inquiries. Yet now Clinton runs the line that Putin is pushing for Trump again. The next 14 months in the U.S. are going to be a wild ride. Yeah, that much is true. That is very true. Yes. Man, that woman, she talk about delusions of grandeur. I swear to Christ. I mean, it's like, it's like you and me sitting here going, that fucking Joe Rogan. He, I know. <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's just stepping all over us. We have to, he's, he's ruining our lives. I mean, she's out of her fucking mind. And by the way, somebody uh, requested that we say fuck a lot. And I was going to suggest <laughs> at the top of the show that the troll rooms take it, you know, keep tabs on it. You were the first with the what the fuck at about maybe the five minute mark. We need a good uh, counter, little bell or yeah, something that goes off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People don't seem to like that. Mama Bear over on No Agenda Social blocked me for using the F word when she posted something about MSG. But I'm like, what do you expect hmm. when you're hmm. going to? Put me into a threat. See, that's it. I ignore almost everything that I see, especially on no agenda social that I don't agree with. Cause it's like, I, what's the point of getting into what's an argument with people online? Exactly. Yes, I agree. But if you tag me in something you're like, Oh, see MSG it's, it's in all processed foods. And to that, I wasn't even hardly responding to except with, well, you're wrong because I can tell you when I consume MSG, it's a, it's a, one of my superpowers. I can tell you if, if MSG is in something within about an hour of consuming it, yeah. because I'll get an ocular migraine. It happens. And I, for a long time, I couldn't figure out what was causing it because the when I originally started getting them, my eye doctor was like, well, you know, it could be, you know, a variety of foods. It could be some meats, you know, especially the heavily processed meats like salami. It could be a, uh, a bunch of different cheeses can do it. Wine can do it. Mm-hmm. And I eventually figured out that it was MSG. So I started reading the labels on everything. And every now and then something would sneak through. And if I whatever, if it was right after dinner and I got a migraine, it's like, well, I could go back to that packaging and look at it and go up, oh, missed it. Yeah. It's was, amazing. These food companies still put that shit in food because it's gotten so, so much bad press for so long. I mean, my God, this goes back 40 years. People saying, don't eat that shit. And it's still it's still in food. Well, some people have no problem with it. And if you are the one of them, and that's, I'm sure, a vast majority, the MSG acts as some kind of magical, mythical thing because it makes everything taste better. It is some kind of weird neurotoxin thing that makes everything taste better. So you whatever it is, it just tastes better. Mm. 
yeah, see somebody in the troll room like uh, I, White Mike. I like MSG. Some people do. And for people that my cornflakes, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a problem with it, I'm sure it probably makes everything taste better. Hmm. And for me, it was mainly responding to the next guy in the thread. And that's also the problem when people don't, you know, understand. It's like if you're responding to multiple people, I wouldn't take it too personally any which way. But the next guy was like, oh, this is all like a bunch of the idiots who think that they're allergic to gluten. It's like, well, I don't think I'm allergic to this. I have a physical reaction. Oh, yeah, that, that's real. I know a lot of people with that. Yeah. But those are the deniers, just like the election deniers. There's the, there's the MSG deniers like, no, it's fine. They're like, <laughs> it's, it's, there's it's, a T-shirt. Uh-huh. MSG denier. I like that. And his whole thing was like, well, it, it's just a uh, Omega. Um, what's it? A uh, acid. Um, omega fatty acid. It's the um, it's just like the uh, taurine that I'm taking and the L-arginine. That's an amino acid. Oh, OK. And he's like, it's an amino acid for fuck's sake. And I'm like, well, I also can tell you I take other amino acids in massive quantity. Because I take like three grams of taurine and one gram of the L-arginine, which is like a big old horse pill. Mm. And those I don't have a problem with, but I take MSG. My goodness. It happens. Wish it didn't because I like Chinese food and it's very hard to find a Chinese restaurant. True. That can make everything. Now, they'll make the main dishes without a problem. But if you want an egg roll or some crab rangoon, both things I love. That's usually 99% of the places are like, oh, that's all pre-made and that has MSG in it. The soups usually have MSG in it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. So you're very limited on the menu. But I can tell you, it is a real thing because it is a physical thing that happens. So people that are like, oh, that's all bullshit. People, it's just in their mind. It's like, nope. No. That's one of the I few things. Who owned a, he owned a Chinese restaurant. Hey, you know those big blue plastic barrels that uh, jeffrey Dahmer s- stuck his victims in yeah after he chopped them up right he had a barrel about that size in the kitchen filled with msg nice yeah goes in everything everything and it is you know for people again i understand there are a majority of people out there who have no problem with it i just don't happen to be one of them but that is one of these times where i'm gonna you know and it's like He's like, oh, you're acting like a child and lashing out. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> how long how long did this uh, online tiff go on? How it was one know? message. <laughs> one fucking message. Yes. Wow. It was one fucking message that was like, fuck off. It's it's wrong. <laughs> you know, and that and I'm like, if saying to telling somebody to fuck off online is now acting childish, then everybody in the right, universe right, right. <laughs> is acting childish. Yes. And I don't necessarily disagree at that point then. <laughs> But I just pulled out the ad. I had to go find it written out somewhere. The Adam Curry Dutchism, which is what you accuse me of. You do yourself. And it's I. I won't even try to Come on, uh, do it. Give it a shot. I, I can't Dutch. I can't. No? It's like, what's your district? I like I can't. Like, whoa, I just put that on. And that was all the night. That was my last comment on it. Because going any further does not help anybody at all. Yeah. But now you've got a three-part clip. This is something new. This is like a follow-along. Uh, well, you know, I feel there's kind of a sequence to them. So, yeah, it'd be best if they ran in, in sequence for, you know, chronology for logic's sake, I guess. Is there a setup or anything, or should we just jump in? Um, the first one is, uh, what's number one? Is it the Pfizer? Pfizer ad, yes. Yeah. 
The first one, I, it's this, it's a TV commercial from Pfizer starring this football star, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, Taylor okay. Swift's new boyfriend. Right. Well, you're always <laughs> on top of things. So I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I'm, you know, I've never watched a football game. Never will. I think it's, uh, you know, I don't understand it. It always looks, the game to me looks like a team seizure. You know, just <laughs> I agree. Really never just, watch football. Stop, start, stops, blow whistle. Oh, you know, he didn't have his pinky up when he threw the ball, you know, five yard penalty. <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane. Um, it's that it, to me, like you watch enough football and you have to turn to boxing, you know, no rules, just get in there and kick somebody's ass. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm it's like a gateway drug, I guess. So, um, so anyway, this guy, there's this, it's this horrific commercial for, uh, for Pfizer. And it starts off with you'll hear the broad sort of slate it with what she says. And then there's a, a montage of about six different, uh, um, um, scenes with him, uh, um, mimicking the, the tagline, which is uh, what two things in one or two things at the same time, whatever the fuck it is. And it's completely moronic. Um, and this guy, you know, I, I don't know him, but now I don't like him. And I'll, I'll go on with more of that after the clip. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Oh, two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. I'll have the two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. Okay. Now, you are a sports guy, and I know you're not a football fan, but how much do these fucking guys make? Um, I think he's a quarterback, so I'm guessing he could be I, making I, millions. I read he's a tight end. Is he? But that's what I read, but, you know, I could have been wrong. Maybe he is. I, I just figured, uh, you know, he, he was probably in the money. If you're going to be dating Taylor Swift, you probably are making the money. Yeah. So, minimum, what, 20, 30, 40 million a year, something like that, or... I mean, I don't if I see the NFL, I have zero idea. All right. But a shit ton of money. Probably. And, and with, I mean, obviously endorsements because the <laughs> Pfizer is giving them some money for this. Oh, hell yeah. So, and at the end, it's him doing all these goofy things, two, two things at once, whatever. At the end, there he is. And he's got his, uh, you know, his, his guns rolled up in his t shirt and he's got a little, uh, you know, a band aid where he's taking the jab for, you know, the flu and, uh, and, uh, and COVID. And I just thought, you know, pal, how much money is enough, douche? Well, I'm um, curious on if something massive has changed. I'll be going in to see my normal doctor who's been out with a back issue or something. So it'll be like the first time in a year because my other checkup went uh, with another one of his associates. But he was uh, very clear with the COVID shots for my parents you know, and for us. If we were taking them, do not take the flu vaccine and a COVID vaccine at the same time. If you had to take both at least a month apart. So why now is it like, Hey, mix and match, put them together. It'll be great. Sure. Because they, they don't give a fuck. It was the exact same thing. Um, at the dawn of this nonsense with, uh, don't mix and match uh, the J and J with the, uh, with the Pfizer, or the Moderna. And then all of a sudden, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Just make a cocktail, you know, throw them in a shaker, drink them. Um, the, the, the greatest piece of, of, uh, writing I ever saw about that was years ago. There was at the dawn of the AIDS epidemic, 
the Atlantic, when it was actually a magazine, not a woke piece of shit, um, did this fabulous. It went on for probably 10, 12 pages, long form thing, examining the whole whole thing from patient zero, wherever he came from to whatever. And um, the, the writer said, you know, this, the medical community every week, they etch the rules in granite and they come back the following week with a jackhammer. Got to rewrite it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's exactly what they've been doing with this, uh, this, this uh, virus shit now for three years. And so, yeah, dub, double up, get this, get that. But this, I find this guy particularly repulsive on so many levels because, you know, he's, he's sick, rich, wealthy. Um, he thinks he's cute. He thinks he's cute. Um, some time ago when I worked for a, a big TV network, we were screening a flick at a Tom, a Tom Cruise movie. And it was somewhere between risky business and maybe around rain, man. I forget what it was, but you know, Tom, he of course became a superstar doing risky business, playing a teenager. And he was very good. I'm a, I'm a kind of a Tom Cruise fan. I think he always delivers. He doesn't do any woke shit. You know, I, I like the guy. Um, but he was kind of hanging on to his, his boyish charm a little too right. long. Right. Know? That's it. That's his moneymaker. That's his moneymaker. And thank God he's kind of relinquished that now that he's 60 something. <laughs> but this woman's watching us and she turns to us and she goes, you know, a cute boy is cute. A cute man is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. It's a great line. Yeah. And this fucking, this fucking football idiot he thinks he's cute. He's a 35 year old man, um, but he's, he's got a real serious case of the cutes on himself. So uh, from that, let's go to the next cut, I believe is him hosting Saturday night live. And you'll, you'll get a kick out of that. And I will say he is currently making 14.3 million. That's more than we make on this show. Darren. I know I can't believe it, but he is uh, down the list in the NFL. A lot of people, according to Fox sports say he is, underpaid and he says he simply loves winning so maybe he took a smaller contract to be where he wanted to play which you know again when you're getting that kind of money yeah i never understood the people that were like wow i can make an extra five million a year playing in new york it's like yes but they will crucify you if you go into a bad spin yeah where is he a tight end or is he he quarterback he is a tight tight end end. a lot of the trolls are pointing out that taylor swift now knows how tight his end is and uh, (laughs) a lot of other comments in there which is why we highly recommend everybody get into the troll room troll room.io when we do these shows live on mondays at 1 p.m central time thank you thank you thank you so very much it's great to be here and if you don't know, I just won my second Super Bowl. I mean, two Super right, Bowls now. is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's 10 other guys on that field with you, Travis. Uh, notice says, I just won my second Super Bowl. Really? True. What about all those other dudes? And you know what? If anybody... If anybody's got bragging rights traditionally in that game, it's the quarterback that might be able to get away with saying that. But what a fucking asshole thing to say. And let me go off on his tailor now. The guy comes out wearing kind of like a, a silk look style, looked like it was made of silk, double-breasted suit with a center vent in the back, which always spells rube. Okay. <laughs> it looks like, what's the, what do you do? You just kind of spread that when you're taking a dump. You know, Maybe. Yeah, you know, a, a, a quality, a class jacket either has no vent or side vents. Center vents are for rubes. 
Then he's got the fucking iced Rolex and a big shiny pinky ring. And, um, and then he was wearing, I don't know what the fuck this was, but it looked almost as if, you know, some of these guys in football, they hang like a towel over their belt or something. It hangs almost down to their knees when they're running around. Don't they do that? Or try to imagine that. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was a piece of fabric that matched the material of the suit you know, behind it, like maybe, maybe tucked into his belt that hung down, you know, three, four inches below the, uh, the, uh, um, the suit, the sport jacket. And I thought he, this guy, he's like buying hand-me-downs from fucking Huggy Bear and Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just a fucking idiot. White Mike's like, I know what Larry's talking about. Well, there you go. You should you know. Go. Yeah. It's so not, it's uh, not the same. It's not the same world as, uh, what was it 1984 when the bears won when it was we are the bears shuffling crew remember the super bowl shuffle that was that was classy stuff right there okay william the refrigerator perry jim mcmahon mike singletary those are like the only football people i ever know i like mike ditka i never was never a football fan but if i was flipping around the channels and it was a mike ditka talking to the press i'd stop because he was funny to listen to I liked Eric, Alex Karras. Right. Once, He's uh, another no some, shit dojo kind of guy. Yeah. I did some drinking with him at a party a long time ago. He was, he was a fun dude. Yeah. Well, and also the arms the size of uh, some small yes. state. <laughs> yes. But he wasn't that big. I don't really? I think he was like 5'10 or 11. He was, not a, he was not a huge guy. He was broad. You know, he's built like a truck, but he wasn't, you know, very tall. So, uh, yeah. Now, this last clip is part of this is McCullough. Burla RFK. Yeah, because the thing is, I think, and you know, and maybe I should shouldn't be so so harsh on uh, on Travis, but you know, the guy's got. They say he has two agents. He's got his football agent, which may or may or not be doing a great job for him. I mean, fourteen mil sounds like a pretty good paycheck to me, but I wouldn't know. But he also is represented by a creative artist agency, and I assume they're the ones that duped him into this Pfizer ad, which could be fucking disastrous. Because if the guy has built up some built up some goodwill uh, as a uh, an athlete, and I assume he has, and probably he probably has a lot of fans out there, um, that could be shattered by becoming a spokeshole for a product that is proven to be deadly. You know, there's a lot of fucking people out there that hate Pfizer with good reason, as you'll hear in this next clip. And this is enormously uh, disturbing. This comes on the heels of Pfizer CEO, who's a veterinarian, by the way, Albert Burla. Stop, being stop. Pursued in- I love it. Get, get that in, the veterinarian. I love that. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, it's not entirely fair because there's people who run companies that aren't. But yeah, he does not have medical. Uh- no, he, he doesn't. And I think it is fair in the context that Pfizer is probably um, uh, funding uh, along, you know, the, the, the uh, anti-ivermectin campaign, which said, don't take horse medicine, but take our medicine because it's made by a fucking veterinarian. Is that on the label? <laughs> it should be, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Davos by, uh, by uh, media personnel. And they were asking him about the vaccine. Um, the status of the, the booster in the U.S. There's been a CFTC and FDA investigation into safety potential safety issues surrounding stroke for elderly people who have gotten the booster what what do you know about that 
No, I think what the CDC said was that uh, they saw a signal in one small database, and as a result, they triggered Stop. a very... Yeah, well, this is worse than Biden. What's this guy it's saying? Exactly. Thank you, Darren. There's Whoa. a reason we're partners. Yeah, exactly. And he did something else that, that I noticed a lot of people will do. I don't know what the hell is uh, where, where he's originally from, but a lot of people who, when they speak English as a second language, they can be very, very... Um, precise and articulate, but when they feel rattled, it's almost like when Adam's always talking about the tells, the little chuckles at gates and these people do, and they start lying, suddenly their English gets really fucking bad, really right. unintelligible. And that's, you know, it's like, now what did Borla say? <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it was like Sammy Sosa in the whole steroid era where he was talking in English to all the press before, and then when he's before Congress, he has a translator. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, rich. no comprende. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was that uh, they saw a signal in one small database and as a result, they triggered a very comprehensive review of all databases in existence. Stop. To get that comprehensive. Yeah, of all other bases, that's where they should clear uh, his throat. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, they're doing something. They're looking in all other bases. That's all I yeah. got out of that one. Well, he sounds like he's going to hock a loogie. <laughs> that's what he wants you to think. Yeah. Come on. Cover nothing. He's got adverse reactions. They were predictable because if you look at the clinic. Okay. And having him right. with RFK is just wrong. It is wrong. But uh, RFK, um, he's making some very, uh, very major points in what he says. And I, I wish that guy could fix his voice because he's, uh, he's, he's very fascinating. Yes. You'd be able to, to catch a lot more people with yeah. the message. Yeah. It's a terrible handicap and I wish he could find a way to overcome it. He's gotten adverse reactions. They were predictable because if you look at the clinical trial data, even though they lied on the clinical trial data, Pfizer lied. We know that. There's no doubt about it. The heart attacks we're seeing, the strokes we're seeing, we, the, the death rates from this vaccine are, there's been more deaths in eight months than in all the billions of vaccines combined over the last 30 years from this one vaccine, 17,000 recorded deaths in the United States. And we know the death rate's much, much higher than that. Probably 40 times the best math, the best you know studies are showing that it's 40 times that. So, um, you know, the risks from the vaccine are, uh, they're completely untenable. If people knew the truth, they would, not be taking this vaccine and then the benefits of the vaccine are apparently zero or even sub-zero after six months well and the data seems to show that you are more likely to catch COVID the more boosters you have which should be a red flag yeah makes you more vulnerable and fucking Borla sits there and this this chick you know she's a she's a news reader she's a talking head of course she throws him a softball question um wouldn't it be great if she had the balls to to uh, salt that question with some of the stats that uh, Bobby the K is quoting right now. I mean, Borla's fucking head probably would have exploded or maybe he'd have shit his pants in his seat. Well, right. well the stats also <laughs> being that the average death was the age, average age for deaths caused by this virus were well into the 70s, mm-hmm. that the younger people seem to have much greater negative reactions due to the vaccine than the virus, and they're still pushing it still pushing it and that's that's why i i have no respect for this football head no well, i don't expect him to know anything i expect him to look yeah. at the paycheck but and i don't think anybody yeah. is smart enough to do their own homework anymore but, so you know, that's but, 
but you know he should but come on that's his who's that guy it was he was a fucking he was he was just he was just table talk for weeks he was a he was a a, a pro football player you know he wasn't a big he wasn't a lineman or something he was kind of a svelte dude black guy and he fucking collapsed his heart you know almost just stopped on uh, it did stop on they had to defib him on on the fucking field didn't they what was his name darren i don't remember the but they had the football player that collapsed yeah yeah, and uh, he would never cop to it having anything to do with the vax. But when somebody asked him, he just sort of cast his eyes downward. I guess he had a gun to his head. But it was pretty obvious what happened. Pfizer puts a lot of money into the NFL, I'm begging. Exactly. Of course they do. Clearly. No, I'm interested by all of the new commercials on NASCAR, which are for, it's like hymns.com and hers.com or something, which is all... Hey, do you need some ED medication? You can just contact us. Our doctors will get you what you need. Like, it's really concerning to me about any kind of medication being given to people by doctors over the Internet. That is a bad trend. And I think we're going that way, not even just for that kind of medication, not just for the little blue pill. But I think healthcare for people to try to save money. Mm -hmm. Rather than going into a doctor who could catch something a lot more uh, than just with you in person, rather than watching you on a computer screen, it's very concerning. Yeah. But hey, this is the country we're living in. It is indeed. On the British data showing that the people who are vaccinated are actually more likely in many age categories to, uh, to get COVID than people who are unvaccinated. Uh, which, by the way, was predicted. Now, we know that Pfizer knew this was going to happen because in their clinical trial, there were among, in a six-month clinical trial, it was only six months. At the end of that people period, 20 people died in the vaccine group and only 14 in the placebo group of all-cause mortality. The, there were five heart attacks in the vaccine group and only one in the placebo group. So your chance of dying of a heart attack from that vaccine, according to their own studies, is 500% greater than if you're unvaccinated. So they knew we were going to kill a lot of people. Yeah, they knew something. Although, as I pointed out on one of the latest random thoughts, the excess deaths way greater in the U.S. than in other countries, Mm. which is also a very bad sign for the U.S. healthcare system. Yes, it is. You know, but but what this what Bobby the K is saying there is not news to me. Um, I had a very close friend some years ago. She worked at Pfizer and she was like the secretary to, I don't know whether it was the CEO or somebody way, way, way up there, you know, some corner office, uh, you know, kingmaker. And so she would be sitting, she would be sitting in the conference room and they'd be talking about, you know, new product rollouts. This is way before COVID or any of this nonsense. And these guys would talk and they, they had all the stats, exactly what Bobby's saying right now, what, how many people this is going to kill and that. And so forth. And they'd say, fuck it, that's, you know, it's worth it. Um, let's roll with it. And she'd be beside herself. She was a very upstanding, moral woman. And many times we'd talk on the phone. She says, you know, I, I kind of need this job. I'd like to, to finish out my, my time here so I can get my pension and so forth. But I just want to, I want to kill these people because they're killing people. Yes. And okay. It was um, it was joked about in The Big Bang Theory, which is a show that was fairly recent. It just ended a few years ago that the one character on that show, Bernadette, 
went to work for a drug company. And there were multiple jokes that, well, they're coming up with the drugs to basically give people the problem so then they can sell them drugs to fix it. Oh, absolutely. RLS and many others. Sure. Like that's, and it's like, it would be funny if it wasn't so true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else in this clip from RFK that we need or? Uh, there's a tag, there's a button on it at the end. So let it run. Sure. And they did it anyway. And people need to be able to see those studies and, um, and understand the deception this you know, criminal deception that has uh, been imposed upon them. So then just, but just for transparency, just as we had seen a signal, we, t- we tested, we found nothing. The same is with us. Uh, we were alerted that they found that. We'll do it. Our own investigation in all databases in Europe, Israel, and the U.S., and we found in none of them anything. None of them. So none are, are them. you continuing anything. to look into safety issues? People wonder if it makes me people more vulnerable to cardiac arrest. You've arrested, you've, you've seen all the, you know, some conspiracies and some, you know, valid. Yeah, irrelevant from conspiracies or not, we have a team that constantly does this. They are collaborating with major scientific institutions and they stop, are doing stop. with them. Ma- and ma- stop. Major, major scientific institutions. <laughs> you mean like Harvard and all these other bought yeah, for. Uh, yeah, Al baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. All these other, it's like more. like that means anything. We yeah. there was already right. somebody with Fuck the climate change, which was like they wouldn't the the main right. journal would not produce would not print the paper mm-hmm. if it wasn't changed in a way that didn't make you know one of their narrative points not look good. Yeah. Yes, and these medical journals no different. No different. Like no, you must follow the script. Yes, science cannot follow the script, kids. On ourselves, digging into databases, and we constantly review and analyze data. We have seen not a single signal, although we have distributed billions of those. Uh, now, in Pfizer's documents uh, that are released publicly under court order, Pfizer knew about 1,223 deaths within 90 days of their vaccine. People called into Pfizer, said their family members died after they took the Pfizer vaccine. The FDA wanted to block this for 55 years. It finally came out. Uh, earlier in 2022. And what Borla told the media was that he knew of no safety signals with his vaccine, no safety signals. This is a monstrous number of deaths. And I can tell you, 5, 10, 15, 50 deaths, uh, Pfizer should have pulled it off the market. It was his responsibility. It goes all the way up to the CEO. So you're right, Owen, that Pfizer executives, the best case scenario is their line the worst case scenario is that they're, they're either on the verge of or, in fact, they are committing domestic terrorism. Nice. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's everybody's running with the, oh, but we all thought it was killing people. And that you can have traction with for a little while. You can no longer have traction with that. And they're still pushing these things. Yes. And that is relentlessly. Yes. And if this data is correct, and it seems to be that the more boosters you had, the bigger chance you have of catching the virus. Mm-hmm. If everything that we're seeing over the last year, which is, oh, this is the cold now. Oh, you know what the new symptoms of COVID are, Larry? You might sneeze. You might sneeze. Imagine that. Yeah. You know what yeah. people don't die from? Sneezing. <laughs> Usually. I mean, even yeah. sneezy, you know, the dwarf. You right. didn't die. No, he didn't. It's like this is 
turning into, as we predicted here on this show, that the longer it goes, almost every virus in the history of man, if not all viruses, starts out strong, then peters out. And that's where we're going to. It's very rare. I don't know. We couldn't find anything. Maybe somebody out there is way smarter than I am. But if there is a virus that started out as the cold and then turned into something that was killing people, I want to know. Because if we're at this point to where it is kind of just an inconvenience, it's like a flu. It is the flu. Then, okay, I get it. You still want to have vaccines because people, some people still want flu vaccines and there are people that are vulnerable. Maybe if you're over 70 years old and you have other health issues, then maybe a vaccine could be beneficial to you. I don't know. I haven't seen that data, but, but I've seen enough about people in the 12 to 18 range to scare the hell out of me when it comes to the mRNA vaccines. Oh yeah. I don't know. Just take it. It'll be fine. Yeah. You won't be that one in a million. Nothing to worry about. Don't worry about it. Roll up your sleeve. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty mind blowing. So I wonder if, um, I wonder if uh, Travis uh, Kelsey saw, had seen that clip before he decided to sit down and uh, do the commercial for Pfizer. If he still would have probably <laughs> depends <laughs> how much knows. money I guess is involved. Yeah. And if you're a true believer, as Stan mm-hmm. Lee used to call people, if you're a true yeah. believer, then if you think you're doing good and because again where are you getting your information right and if this guy is somebody that's just being told from all of the people around him well then he probably thinks it's a great thing not saying you shouldn't do your own homework because you're the one responsible and when it comes down to it yeah we need a don king or better yet do you remember butch lewis no oh butch was (laughs) butch is long dead um but he was a he was a uh a uh, contemporary uh, a promoter fight promoter of Don King. And if you can believe it, he was even more, more flamboyant. Did he have better hair though? No, nobody had better hair than Don <laughs> King. No one. Um, Don King was also a huge guy. I passed him in the hall one time. He's probably not quite your size, but he was, he was a big man. Um, so, but Butch was not a huge guy, but his, he used to, he was, he was very fond of wearing tuxedos shirtless. <laughs> okay i mean i guess if you yeah. can pull that look off yeah you really could it was kind of like the borderline chippendales look you know but we need it we need a butch lewis to uh, come back from the grave and and arrange a steel cage death match between travis kelsey and aaron Rodgers, don't we that would be interesting yeah the vax versus a no vax mm. hey freedom is what it's all about i guess if you really yeah. think that, I mean, but that's it. You're correct in the fact that if you're pushing something that is proven to be deadly, then yeah, that is not going to go well. And it's how that's much money does well. it take for you to make that roll of the dice? Like, well, I think it's good. Yeah. It's like, how much money is too much money? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the players. Like I said, I mean, if he's taking less money to play where he wants to, it sounds like he's not the guy that's looking for every dollar he can get but he's taking some in here. Yeah. And speaking of that, we are taking some money in here since we are a value for value podcast. Indeed we are. We put these shows out there. They're not behind a paywall and we appreciate it. If anybody gets value out of the show, is it a latte worth of value? Is it a pizza worth of value? Is it a new Mercedes worth of value? It all depends. (laughs) If it's Elon, it could be a new Tesla. Come on, Elon. We need your help. Yeah. You can go to planet rage dot show 
All of the information on how to support the show is there. It's simple as a donate button or some QR codes if you want to do the crypto thing, a P.O. box address if you want to go the snail mail route. And if you're in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, and if you're not, newpodcastapps.com is a good place to start. You can send us a boost and do all the other cool things that podcasting 2.0 allows. We do have a few people to thank for today's show, including Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming Thanks, in. Sir Sean. 20 bucks is monthly, and nice. he was also streaming Satoshis while listening, so he's oh, wow. well on top of the list today. Blackbeard just came in with $10 during the show, and we appreciate that. They pop up, little bells go off. There's so few of you. A pirate in the audience. That's cool. <laughs> we do like the pirates out there. We do. We do. Uh, CSB sent like five bucks. Well, he sent me, because he likes to launder his money. Mm-hmm. He sent me a bunch of lightning and he's like, send $33 in PayPal to our friend Bandrew, who everybody loves. We do love Bandrew. And then just keep the rest for Planet Rage. It was like five bucks, so a little more than is usual. So we applaud cool. CSB and he didn't even Thank send you. a note to tell everybody to go to CSB.LOL for all of his doodles or anything like that. Well, that's a first. There's usually a tag with, uh, with CSB. I know. So I'll still say go follow him on Twitter at CSB. Yeah. Go to csb.lol. That is a URL. He's taking his lumps from Adam there these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, he enjoys it. He likes to I get think the. He does. He, you know what? CSB understands that uh, um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly it. And as we mentioned, we had the Sir Seat Sitter, the Surfer with the Rage on You Crazy Rangers. Thank you. David Meadus with a 420 boost. Wow. What is that trying to say? Yeah. Thank you testing pod fans boost he says and then a surfer corrected it to rager see he said this is good i like when people will send more money to spell check and correct yeah and then another test boost then for 841 from meet us with pod fans boost number two yes they are working sir truck driver with the 3333 says can't listen live today but i can still boost i mean that's beautiful hey that's very nice thank you he sent me in a boost during the rock and roll pre-show and said he was rolling through Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington, D.C. And I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. I hope you have a big bulletproof truck because <laughs> those areas. <laughs> yeah. You certainly can use it. Uh, memes 1337 sent his 1337 boost with the elite boost to keep the rage going. And he's like, the greatest players use anger as a fuel. Michael Jordan, for instance, played every night with something like road rage. I, that is true. Is that right? He's, He's talked about see, that. That guy, I wouldn't, th- you know, I, I never saw him play, but he always seems like a very Zen dude, right? I mean, but he used so he, to, he, he looks that way. Off? He looks huh? that way, but he liked to, uh, if he had any kind of little diss from somebody, he would focus on that and it would get him to the, uh, to the level where he really wanted to stick it to him. Wow. Okay. Which I can't blame him. That brought his no. game to a whole new level. I would think. Yeah. But we thank everybody for supporting the show and hope you can too. PlanetRage.show, the episode 100 extravaganza will be coming very soon. And this show, while it's coming to an end, we do have to, uh, we have to do it. I mean, I know we're right about on time now to get you out the door so you can pick up your wife and she won't kill you. We got a couple, we got a little little, uh, cushion here. We're good. We have Keith time. We, oh, absolutely. We got Keith time. (laughs) Lay it on me. Trump has promised that he will open concentration camps in which he will keep some <laughs> non-citizens. Right. What the 
fuck. I know. Is any? I was There's like, where? Nothing this fucking asshole won't say. Where? Where did Trump say he was going to open up where? concentration camps? Because yeah. Keith seems to be the only person with the story. Yeah. He is living in such a delusion. It's almost oh a beautiful God. thing. It really is. Not undocumented immigrants, people who are here legally, who he suspects are gang members or drug dealers or cartel members. He will declare the country has been invaded. Oh, so you mean he's going to round up criminals and put them behind bars? And for Keith, that means it's a concentration camp. That's how much of a lefty he is. Putting a criminal in jail is now putting him into a concentration camp. Yes. He will invoke the Alien Enemies Act on the books since 1798, and he will round up non-citizens over the age of 14 who he, at his sole discretion, believes may be criminals, and he will deport them or he will keep them in camps. Does anybody believe Donald Trump's going to go person by person and decide if they're criminals or not? Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> oh, Trump, see, that Texas would, Ranger. That I would like to watch. That's a show I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump, Texas Ranger. I big big cowboy hat, big six iron. Oh. Yeah. This this is better than a President Trump. That would be even better. Really? Concentration camps. Donald Trump's concentration camps. Oh, and thousands of US troops on the Mexican border. Yeah, you know, to keep the people out that don't belong coming in. I know that's a crazy concept, Keith. Yeah. Well. We must stop this madman at all costs. We must stop this madman at all at costs all but costs. what is but what does that mean larry at yeah, well, all costs what do we infer from that darren good question gets better and rupert murdoch retires to become chairman emeritus of evil incorporated and people are actually saying nice things about him mostly because they think he was like the guy in succession he was a man so evil that a dying tv playwright named the cancer that was killing him rupert so that he had something to fight and hate and who said that if he had not been writing something new before he died, he would have killed Rupert Murdoch on behalf of mankind. Stop praising Murdoch. He is Osama bin journalist. Oh, in succession, it stinks. All suck, no session. So for the left who tells you that they don't want violence, right. he just praised somebody who said, well, if I wasn't writing something, I would have killed this guy. Yeah. But that's okay. That's good. You would have okay. you, you're praising somebody who said they wanted to commit murder. Mm, that teeth. Here's Morgan, while not somebody we always agree with. <laughs> he had this to say about Keith Oberman. One of the things I've heard actually in years is Keith Oberman <laughs> describing Bill Maher as selfish and unfunny and a scumbag. Yeah. This is coming from a guy who, in my personal experience <laughs> of years of interacting sense. with Keith Oberman, is not only a selfish little, <clears throat> yeah. also deeply unfunny, possibly the unfunniest person in America, and indisputably a massive scumbag. So uh, there's irony there. But <laughs> undisputably a massive scumbag. I like that. Maybe we need to ISO that to intro all the Keith uh, uh, clips from now on. Yeah, I kind of uh, like that. Undeniably. The, the clip British massive scumbag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that like is that. it. So congratulations, Beers Morgan. I think you put it on yeah. there. And it's interesting that Keith is going after people like Bill Maher. It's like, again, the left never ate themselves. The right always seems to be the one that can't stay in lockstep to fight the other side. Mm-hmm. The left, maybe they're having their problems now. This is good.
we're liking this. It would be good. And I'll save the clip I have here because it's like a five minute clip from Scott Lobito. So we can save oh, that. Oh, wait, come on. We still look. No, I'm, I get, I'm good. Are you sure you go got ahead. the time? I'm sure I do. Because we don't want we don't want you to get divorced just because you're like, honey, there was a the planet rage. Let's hear Scott. Scott Lobito is here. He's one of the organizers of the protests in Staten Island. Scott, we appreciate you being here. Look, the border, the border crisis has been going on for a couple of years. I was down there two years ago reporting on it. Um, why now? Why these protests now in New York? Because it's this, you know, look, uh, uh, Texas is ground zero for the invasion. OK, but Staten Island is ground zero for the fix because it is infiltrating the working residential middle class communities where schools of young children, young girls, pre-K to 12, and they're putting in these young adult males, okay, understand that, who are not vetted. This is the key. Forget about everybody saying that we're, you know, anti-immigrant and all of that, which is bull, because we know we're not, okay? You can't bring in millions and millions and millions of young men of military age who have not been vetted or checked for pedophilia, rape, murder, viruses, diseases, and plant them into this working community where children right there, playgrounds right there. There's a school right up the street here. People live right here and right there. This was a senior citizen home. We could use it for our own homeless, for our senior citizens who are out and who don't have anywhere to go. This uh, is Scott by design. This administration, this president, and I realize that, and anybody out there who doesn't realize this, you need to get your head examined. This is being purposely done to bring and Look, put these I, people I, in. I, I'm to not going to argue with you that community. the. I'm not going to argue with you that the border is purposely open. I mean, we've, we've reported on that extensively over the past couple of years. But I, I'm thoughtful about about how close you are to Ellis Island. Just I don't know why it's personal to me, because my my uh, ancestors, my grandmother came through Ellis Island. And there were people who said the same thing you're saying about my my grandmother and uh, great grandparents uh, that you're saying about these folks. And I'm wondering if there's a reason you feel that it's different now than then. Stop. Yeah. yeah, the look on Scott's face is beautiful here. Yeah, yeah. I, but, but I, you know, I, I saw this clip and it bugs me. This, I guess, but Scott is, well, yeah, you know, he's he's uh, he's pissed off. It's in the moment. But the the answer is so obvious. Everybody that came through Ellis Island was vetted and right. was processed. Okay? Yeah, they were, were following no the UFOs, rule of law. Not right. one. They were okay. following the rule of law. Yes, these were legal immigrants who were welcomed as they should have been. And that's why I'm here. And I'm sure if you go back a ways with the O'Neills, that's why you're here. You know, these are these other people. They are indeed invaders. Yes. And then they ask that, like, well, how is this any different? It's how like is well, any different. Hey, yeah, really? The Scott says, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, do, well, do, right. you, do, you, do you understand any concept of history or how the system works? I mean, to be fair, this is a guy working on News Nation, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, which yeah. is two steps below Planet Rage, I think. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy could not do this job. I'm sorry. No, that I would agree. Maybe three steps this below. Planet Rage is definitely notches above that thing. So, but here's anyway, what yeah. Scott responds with. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not even going to respond to that question, okay? Because what did I just explain to you? They, we have a system here. Everybody is welcome. I come from immigrants. Everybody in this crowd comes from immigrants. But we came here through a system, and the system is busted really bad. 
It's really bad. And it starts with our mayor who welcomed them in because it's a sanctuary city. All these sanctuary city enthusiasts are not so enthusiastic anymore. Okay? This is insane. We have a system. And everybody who's crying, where's the humanity? Where's the Christianity? For Where's the humanity of Christianity at the border? For the little kids that are drowning in a river, crossing a river, or the fentanyl deaths across this country. Where's the Christianity and the humanity for that? I'm tired of hearing people saying that we're not humanitarians and Christian. This is bull. And it's going to stop. And Staten Island right. is the ground zero that is going to make it stop because we're going to be out in the street every night peacefully because that's what Big Brother notices. And that's how things change. So, America, get out in the street and do what we're doing. They will Scott, change let me, their let me mind just ask you. because they're not used to seeing working people in the street. I think you're right. You've gotten a lot of people's attention by by talking about this and standing up for this. We reported on it a lot in Chicago. Um, our ben Bradley at w, uh, WGN in Chicago just found a $29 million contract from the city that offers new details on 10 cities planned for Chicago migrants. Uh, three meals a day, laundry, daily child care, and van transportation to the school or doctor. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to 10 cities in Chicago during the winter. That's uh, we'll have more on that tomorrow. I, I just got about 30 seconds, and I want to give you the last word here. Um, Eric Adams did invite all of this, and he talked about how New York is a sanctuary city and is going to welcome any, everybody. Do you think that it can change now, or is it too late? These folks are there already. There's, there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people on the border who, who've heard this already. It's going to get worse before it gets better. We are waiting for the judge's decision on the court hearing about closing down the one at Villa. Okay, right next to that school, because the mayor does not have the authority to call an emergency order. This is not a natural disaster. It's a man-made disaster created by him and the people and the Biden administration. The mayor is responsible for this. So he has no right to call an executive order or an emergency order to tell us what to do and put the burden on the working people of this beautiful, once beautiful city. The shame with him. So what's the answer, Scott? You're, you're, out, you're out in the streets. I understand you're angry. Um, and you make some great points in the terms of what... The answer is we in, have plenty of... First of all, close the effing border. Number one. Thanks for watching. Go to News Yeah, and then they cut... I don't know if they cut him off, but it seemed like that was a pretty close... Uh, close the fucking border! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we, you do have a one clip left here, a Fetterman 16-second thing we can... Uh, yeah, this is just uh, you know what's what's easy is I, I think that the um, the subject matter vaguely is the uh, combined salaries of the of the CEOs of the three car companies in Detroit. Oh well, they don't want these people to make money. My message to the the CEOs the CEOs is you know at seventy four million dollars you know collectively earning that you know how many yachts can they need you know to to yacht to water. Uh, ski behind it you know i mean it's just crazy you know i don't <laughs> okay <laughs> you know i understand why he has the problem because he had multiple strokes but uh, him and biden are pretty damn close right now they are but really um fetterman didn't make a whole lot of sense before he had the strokes either true he really didn't now you'll be water skiing behind your yacht to go pick up the wife is that how you're going to uh <laughs> yeah probably a nice uh nice bends uh yeah, it's a, it's a Maybach Benz stretch. So it's <laughs> That's all you need. Curbside, yeah. That is all you need. <laughs> now, do you know what's coming up on this week's That Larry Show? 
Partially, yes. You know, I um, I had the incredible pleasure of attending my very first No Agenda meetup. Ooh, that's right. This past Saturday in fabulous Higginham, Connecticut, which was organized by a wonderful lady named Nelani. Oh, by the way, I got to meet Kenny Ben. Okay. Your competitor. Yes, the art competitor, Dame Kenny Ben. Kendra is um, a big supporter of this show. She is. And she's a wonderful, classy lady. Her husband's a cool guy too, and just you know, just the great. Everybody there was just fantastic. So I realized I'm long overdue in um, in doing kind of a thank you episode, which will be will be part of uh, this week's coming episode. You know, following whatever whatever um, you know mystical path I I trapes in the beginning, but it's it's at least two years overdue. So I'm gonna try to. I can't go back more than a year. I'm, I'm, I, I like to think I do a good pod, podcast, but I know I'm the world's worst bookkeeper and accountant. So I'll, I'll and I, just warn in advance, I may accidentally uh, overlook a name or two, but it's it's certainly not intentional. So I want to try to get everybody in there who's been so nice supporting that Larry show. And it gets even harder once you start doing all the crypto stuff. And oh, I uh, can't imagine. Yeah. It becomes a whole different level of yeah. fun. But now, really, the truth did it turn into a that larry show meetup over a uh, no agenda how many how many of the no agenda fans were also that larry show listeners quite a few i was very very uh pleasantly surprised um uh, you know people uh, a lot of people some didn't but i'd say probably more did and some of them were pretty um pretty long-standing fans of uh, of my show which was really a, a, a big thrill were you uh, passing out lutfa a... stickers and uh, <laughs> like listen to her come, come on come to that larry show now do it such a such a nice crew of people really it was just just wonderful they made they made this uh you know this uh California exile feel at home it was great it really was yeah. well that's so what we... adam curry always says about the meetups you'll find your people yeah he's right he's absolutely right they're just a great great bunch of people so much fun um so what do you got for a random, by the way, I loved your, uh, take a part of, uh, the Russell brand situation. Is that the first time you've done a solo issue ever in all your episodes? There may have been one or two, right. but it's, it's, yeah. it's a rarity. Yeah. Well, and I thought really it was, it's it, great. You know, it was important because people just don't look at it that way. And I know, uh, no. no beret. It was over on no agenda socialist. People are totally missing out because all the news media is running with the, one of them was 16 it's like well that's like 18 here yeah so i mean don't put the guy in a category that he doesn't belong to be in. it's like let's try to be honest and look at it but there is very little honesty in the media there's even less in social media and who knows i may end up talking all about lego on this week's show (laughs) depending i'll have to go look and see if i've gotten a response because i want to know if they're just scamming everybody yeah but it's always a an interesting show, I think, for me even to do because it's a uh, it's a good outlet. Not quite it's the great. storyteller. Never an episode. Everyone needs to listen to random thoughts. That's R A N D U M B thoughts, starring the fabulous Darren O'Neill. No, I thought Ryan was fabulous. You're both fabulous. <laughs> that is appreciated, I think, to be in the same category. And we all hope to be able to tell the stories the way you do over at thatlarryshow.com and. We will be back to rage at you once again and with you next week on Monday at the same rage time, same rage channel. And now if I just had the uh, outro, this would actually seem like a professional show. Hit it, baby. It's like a Dvorak thing. I get it.
Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> Hit it, baby. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 